Hey mama, my name's Diana Ballard and welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Prior to becoming a mom, I realized that if I wanted to continue living a life of passion, adventure, and fulfillment, I needed to learn from people who lived that way while having a family. In 2012, I started interviewing any mom that would talk to me. After hundreds of interviews, I found a pattern that the moms who struggled less all had similar foundational skill sets, mindsets, and habits. I started Mom Training, our live workshops, and the Mom Training podcast to continue my research process in a way that included other moms and families. My goal is to help other moms increase their joy, love, and fulfillment by creating an environment where we can learn and thrive together. Come learn the skill sets and strategies for a happy home, peaceful relationships, inspiration to be your best self, and more than enough time to do what you love while enjoying your family. Welcome to the Mom Training Community, where we learn, cry, and laugh together as we navigate motherhood. I'm Diana, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast today. We are going to talk to a real live mom today, Danielle Halbert. She is one of my good friends and someone that I love and I look up to um, and have so much fun with. We are going to talk about how we as moms can simplify our chores and also remember that we are human and we have needs and we have things that we desire and how to teach our kids that as well. So I'm excited to bring you into this conversation right now. I just want to paint you a picture. She's breastfeeding her child. She's going to be holding her baby while she's talking. She is a real life mom coming to you, sharing some things that have worked for her and some beliefs and some uh, mindsets that she has that's helped support her in being a good mom. So Danielle, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, Diana. Thanks for having me. And this is Hallie. I mean, I haven't so seen her cute. in a few months, but here she is. Oh, she's adorable. Hi, Hallie. So well, if, welcome. You, hear, if okay. you hear any loud noises that are um, a little bit rude, they're not me, I promise. They're <laughs> <her>. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Okay, well, cool. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family dynamics? How many kids do you have, uh, where you live, and stuff like that? Okay, well, we just moved to southern Utah from Arizona, which is where Diana and I met. Uh, my husband and I have four children. Um, they are 12, 10, and 6, and then we just had Hallie. She's four months old right now, and she was definitely a surprise, and the caboose on the end here and I will say that um, reparenting, like this baby stage, it's much different than the first time around. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with when I was having babies the first time, the first little set of babies that I had, I felt um, a lot of pressure to do all the things. And now I feel, I don't feel that anymore. I feel like I've more settled into a routine where I feel like I don't have to be the only one who does everything. So the, this time around, it's a lot more relaxed and I'm enjoying it a lot more than when I had my older kids when they were babies. So where do you think, where do you think you shifted with that? Like, you know, you in the beginning, it was, oh, mom does everything. Cause believe me, I was that same way too. I'm in that process of shifting right now. I'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, this ain't okay. Mom's not going to do all this herself. Like you're old enough now to take care of this, this, and this. Right. 
So where do you feel that you kind of shifted? Was it like as you were going to have this baby or like, tell me about your process of shifting. I'll tell you what it was, is my oldest is very strong-willed and bless him for it. It's going to serve him very well in his life, but I struggled with it big time because I felt like his choices were a reflection on what kind of a parent I was. I felt like um, whatever he chose to do was because I had either failed to teach him something or I don't know, maybe I was a bad example or... I don't know. It was, it was very difficult to not take the things that he struggled with personally. Like it was my fault somehow. And, um, he has grown a lot. I mean, obviously he's 12 and not five anymore. (laughs) And, um, and I had to learn that he is a person and he's separate from me and I'm a person separate from him. And so, um, they, they definitely come with their own personalities and we are, and I have my own personality and sometimes we butt heads and sometimes we get along great, but I can't change who he is to make me feel better. You know, I don't want to change him now. Back then, if you asked me if I wanted to change him, I probably would have said yes, that would make my whole life a whole lot easier. But now I would say no. And that burp was what I was talking about. That was not me. That was a little how excuse you. <laughs> I can hear her cute noises. That's totally fine. Yeah. So, um, so that, that, that what I'm saying is that shift came when I finally let go of the control of saying mm. I, your actions are out of my control. And, but mine are in my control. And so then it, it feels a lot different because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So you were telling me earlier about your chores that you do with your kids. So like, I know that your kids are a little bit older than mine. So like, what kind of process did you take to teach them to do your chores and like, kind of like, what kind of stuff do you do? Okay. So, um, this started years ago back when I only had Hudson and Cambry. Oh, am I supposed to say their names on here? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they're 12 and 10 now. And uh, this was before Lexi was born or Lexi was little enough to not be involved because we will only have the two at the time. Um, and so it's been at least six years. She'll be seven next month. And so um, it started out with, I was just tired. You know how it is having little ones all the time and I'm tired. And so I was like, I'm going to teach them how to do one job. And that's, pretty much all I can handle. So I'm going to teach them how to do one job. And eventually the goal was that job will be theirs and they can participate in supporting this family. It's not all on my shoulders. And plus, I mean, they're going to need to know how to do the dishes. They, nobody goes to college and not know. I mean, you have to learn that eventually. Yep. So I felt like I was doing them a favor. You know, you want to work yourself out of a job as a mom. Right. So, um, so I split up the kitchen into however many jobs and I gave my husband a job too. This is your job and I'm not going to do it anymore. And um, I, of course he was on board with it. I wasn't bossing him around, but um, so I, I tried all the things we would have sticks where we would pull a job or we would have a little spinning wheel where we would rotate who was doing what at what time. And still it felt so burdensome because 
all of that still fell on my shoulders. It fell on my shoulders to turn the wheel and make sure nobody was spinning it when I wasn't looking. So, so so-and-so was getting too many turns on whatever job they didn't like at the time. So I said, enough of all of these systems, these systems are not working for us. So I said, we're not rotating. We're going to choose a job. You get to choose that job for the rest of the year. (laughs) And my five-year-old picked a job for the rest of the year. And his job was to, um, he would put away the food. My husband would help him or I would help him, obviously. So he'd put the ketchup in the refrigerator and he'd put the whatever in the refrigerator and then he would wipe the the table down. That's was, that was his job. And that was his job for a year. And then my daughter, um, who was three at the time, she, I would watch uh, or wash the dishes and I would put them in one side of the sink. So I'd wash them, put them in one side of the sink and she would take them out of there and put them in the dishwasher. That was her job. And we did that for a year. And then it works great because pretty soon my son was a pro at clearing off the table and washing it. And my daughter was a pro at putting the dishes in the dishwasher. And I didn't care if they were in there backwards or upside down or whichever <laughs> way, as long as, cause I had basically washed them already yeah. before I had had her put them in there, you know? And, um, and so it was a great bonding time. Like she would come and we would chit chat and or sing or whatever while we were doing it. And um, she would be on her little stool and climb up and down on the stool and there would be water everywhere and it's fine, but she knows how to do the dishes now. And my husband or my son knows how to, you know, wash the table. And so now, uh, um, you know, fast forward five years, six years, whatever it is. Um, and my kids can clean the kitchen by themselves. Like they can, most of the time I'm in there with them still. My husband's in there with them still. Um, sometimes I have to go take care of the baby right after dinner and, somebody else is cleaning the kitchen and that's, um, you know, their job. So, and they still get some say in which jobs they want. Um, but Hudson will now he cleans off the, all the counters and the table. We've made it through the rotation. So he hasn't been doing that this whole time, but that is his job. It happens to be his job this year. (laughs) (laughs) And then Cambry is in charge of sweeping and mopping the kitchen after dinner. And Lexi does the dishes. And then the kitchen's clean. So I would say to um, my advice from this, because it's worked very well for me, is let's make it a little less complicated. We don't need to be rotating jobs all the time. Like they can get really good at one job and then they they think it's easy. And so if it's easy, they don't mind doing it. And so maybe that's the only job that they learned that year. But that's okay. You have them for 18 years. <laughs> you can teach them 18 jobs. <laughs> that's right. So that was, that was my advice with the uh, simplifying the jobs because we don't need to be managing so much. Yeah. There's other people that live here too. Well, <laughs> so exactly. Cause it's like, why do I have to do all this when all of you live here? Like, I don't exactly. care who you are, but everyone in this home is going to help. Right? Yeah. You can do something. They yeah. can do something. Even when she was three, she, she could take the washed dishes and put them in the dishwasher, how she liked to do it. And pretty soon she got a, a, a system of how she liked to do it. Maybe she would like to do the civil war first or whatever. But um, so now Lexi, yeah, Lexi has a job. Hudson has a job. Cambry has a job. And then mom and dad's job is more managerial. And I'm not a, a stickler about it. Like it's fall break right now. And my kitchen is a mess. So we haven't, we didn't do the dishes last night because we were eating um, caramel popcorn and watching a movie last night, you know, and celebrating the end of school. So our, my kitchen is a mess, but so then 
sometime today, I'm going to help them. I'm not going to like make them do it after it was already a mess, you know? So I will help them to clean it back up to the point where they can do it on their own. But um, yeah, I feel like that's part of us being a family is that we are individual people and individual people can pitch in. Mom doesn't have to do everything. And that has made all the difference. Yeah, because I, I just like how you said in the beginning where you felt like, you know, that was your expectation for yourself in the beginning was that mom did everything. Where do you think we even get that mindset from? Well, I think that it's not even, I don't know that it's a mindset at first. It, at first, they literally cannot do anything for right. themselves. <laughs> and so it's very easy to fall into depending on mom for everything. And because they they don't have any other option. This baby right that I'm holding right now, Hallie, she can do very little things by herself. I'm trying to teach her how to roll over at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I can't expect her to do, you know, anything else. And I don't want to, of course. So but, you're saying um, that it's more like we, just because we get into the habit of doing everything. And then like, as they start to get older, we need to kind of shift into including other people in the house. Yes. Yes. And, and not just with chores in like remembering that they have emotions, like the, you can't just be like, mom said, this is time to do this, whatever thing. And they're still in turmoil because they lost their whatever toy, you know, like as an adult, we are not expected to just do something somebody else asks us to all the time like that's that's hard on yeah. anybody like as a kid you don't want to be just bossed around all the time and I that's what I found out very quickly when I had my very strong-willed son is that I was asking him to do stuff I was telling him to do stuff I needed the help because I had you know three little kids or whatever and he was the seemed like the oldest or he's the oldest but the seemed like the most responsible choice or whatever because he was the oldest like help mom with this help mom with that go get this for me I need this you know like and then I, I found like I was bossing him around all the time which he hated <laughs> and and pushed back against me well it all turned out it all turned out pretty good not that it's over but we're still living but I feel like um give them some grace to make choices mm -hmm. and give the same thing to yourself and expect your children to give you the grace to be a human being too. So right. when mom needs help, like they pitch in when they need help, I pitch in. That's no, I love that a family. So, well, and I think it's too, like, you know, letting them realize that mom is a human and is a person and has mm -hmm. needs, but also us realizing that these are humans and people that have needs that are still learning a bunch of things. And so it's not necessarily about us always like bossing them around and things like that, but like, right. how can we best work with their personality and give them choices and, you know, their, their own free will to be able to choose to help us, you know, and obviously there definitely are consequences and discipline and, right, right, you know, right. different things like that. But um, I think it's, I think the respect can go both ways with the child or the parent. And when we do that of like, we all live here. So all of us work together. 
you know, I understand that you want to do that. Well, how can we make it work so that we can both get what we want? Right. So the, the communication definitely has to increase as well. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm at the point where like things are starting to transition for me because my kids are finally old enough that I could hand off like, okay, you rinse all the dishes, right? We, I haven't right. gotten fully there. Like they maybe we'll go rinse a couple of them, but like, huh, could my seven-year-old rinse off the dishes and my five-year-old put them in the dishwasher? It's just Absolutely. a great, like, oh, like I, that <laughs> actually could work. In the room, otherwise there might be some kind of water fighting going on. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's awesome. So how do you do with your other chores in your house? Like, with their rooms or, you know, cleaning bathrooms and stuff? Like, how do you split that kind of stuff up? Well, um, it depends on how big the mess has gotten. You know what I mean? Like, we we do um, just zones where, like, this is your zone. Uh, this is your zone. We've kind of gotten out of our routine since we moved. Um, so we haven't really sp- split it up on a regular basis. Um, but I mean, they're in charge of their room. If they need help, I will come in and help them, but they know how to pick up laundry. They know how to put away their toys. They know how to throw away their trash. Sometimes I'm better at throwing away trash because I think (laughs) my kids don't think things are trash that I think are trash. Exactly. (laughs) Um, and then uh, I mean, we've done zones for so long that I can just say, okay, well, you're in charge of the front room and they can put away all everything in the front room. I can say you're in charge of the hallway. I am, we're, we are working on bathrooms now where I'm teaching them. This is how you clean a toilet, you know? Um, and, um, so that's probably our next phase that we'll work on is okay you're in charge of the bathrooms or this part of the bathroom which we have I don't know this is a rambling answer because I'm also thinking about this baby she said (laughs) yeah go and I can edit out parts so don't worry about it okay yeah so um as far as like the bathrooms go um in the past we have had it on a rotation where you know you're in charge of this bathroom you're in charge of that bathroom you're in charge of this bathroom um, and I let them pick or we'll put, pull all the jobs into like a list and say, this is the stuff that needs to be get done. Which one would you like to do? And everybody wants to mop cause that's fun. So they, so this child will pick mopping and that child will pick whatever else that's left that they like. Um, the point is I try to give them some choice and still get the stuff done, but they, at this point they know how to clean pretty much everything they know uh, except for the bathrooms they can clean the sinks and the mirrors and they can pick up the stuff on the floor um but we are still learning how to do like the nitty-gritty like actually how to clean a toilet yeah so well that's awesome so I love I love that you give them a choice and I love that you've simplified with zones and um I I want to try the kitchen thing Like that honestly sounds a little bit overwhelming to me of like thinking of like keeping, like have them continuing a chore for a year, but I just haven't tried it. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, how, I mean, will they do it? The opposite feels overwhelming to me. Yeah, they'll do it. Of course they'll do it. 
because you're going to be right there next to them. You're not going to be like, okay, child, here you go. Like, this is yours now and I'm all hands off. No, that's not how it works. I mean, they did it next to me for a good majority of the portion of the year. You know, like I wasn't just abandoning them to do it on their own. This has taken, like I said, it's taken years for them to be able to do it fully on their own, which they can do now at 12, 10 and seven, you know, but. But like, if we're not practicing with them or giving them a chance to do it, then they're not going to learn. Yeah. And as they get bigger, Diana, I will tell you this, as they get bigger and they're off doing volleyball practice or music or have activity days or young men's or whatever, they're gone after dinner a lot of the time or dinner time has to move because so-and-so's at whatever practice or you're driving them somewhere. So when they're little is when you need to be doing this, like try to get in there now because you have them after dinner every night. Yeah. And you're in there with them every night. So you might as well just teach them while they're there. So I'm not saying that it's like useless to try after they're a little bit older, but when they're young and they think playing in the bubbles is fun next to mom or mom's going to tell you a story or we're going to sing a song or we're going to have fun together. Like that is the time to do it. Wow. Cause Olivia's Olivia's seven, six, seven, She's seven, seven now, mm-hmm. seven. And yeah, she can rinse the dishes or dry them as you go. Like who's doing the dishes now? Me. You are right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And my husband in some days. So yeah. Yeah. So pull her, pull her over. Be like, we're going to have fun together today. We're going to have fun together tomorrow too. And the next day for the next year, won't that be so fun? That (laughs) will be so much fun. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, this is, this is totally why the podcast and mom training comes to be is because like, we need to be talking to each other as moms about things that we can do differently in our home and not saying we're doing anything wrong. It's not about right. being right or wrong, but like, right. Oh, I didn't realize like I totally could get my seven-year-old to do the dishes. Yeah. And it's, and it's true too, because um, it's easy to, to see all the things that you're doing wrong. Like I, it's easy for me to look at my kitchen right now. I told you that it's a mess and be like, I am doing something wrong because my kitchen's a mess. It would be very easy to say that if you were thinking that you had to do that all on your own. Yeah. Like it's easy to say my kitchen's a mess. My job is to clean the kitchen. Therefore I'm not doing a good job at my job. Yeah. But um, when we're sharing it and it's not just my job and we're going to come in together and work on it together, that's different. That's not, that's doesn't feel like I'm having to base my worth as a mom on that. Yeah. Well, and that's where, I I know that like, sometimes I definitely struggle with that. Like I look around and see the mess Mm -hmm. and then it's, it's all on me that like, I'm doing like a bad job, but you're right. Like if we split it up, yeah, that is very true. Yeah. If we split it up and it's even like just mentally split it up, like, Mm -hmm. okay, this isn't just all my fault that this. It's not your fault. It's not all your problem. We share it together. You're right. And then the other side of it is, is that there are many things, Diana, that you are very good at that maybe I'm not good at. And just because I'm telling you this one thing that I've nailed, I nailed the after dinner job thing. Like I've got that one figured out, but that does not mean maybe I've got something else figured out that you have. And so 
you were saying that it's a good, that's why we talk to each other. That's why we listen to these podcasts that teach us how to do stuff. Because if you've got something that's working great that I haven't put in place yet, because I never heard about it, yep. <laughs> like we don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. If I'm good at one thing or it's easy to look around at your life and think I'm bad at this, I'm bad at that, I'm bad at this other thing. And there's not very often when we think, man, I'm really good at teaching my kids how to clean the dishes or whatever. Right. So thank you for that opportunity. I am really good at that one thing. Yeah. You did a good job That's with great. that. Good job, I, mama. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good job, Danielle. No, like, and I, I love that you said that because yeah, like there are things that, you know, each individual person has worked on for years, is good mm -hmm. at, or passionate about, you know, or just like had the breaking point where like, a, you know, something came into place and now they're supported we gotta figure in the this area. Out now. <laughs> yeah. Like it's time now, like this, we have to figure this out. Um, you know, the, it's just, it's really cool to think about that, that like, you know, so for the listeners right now, like, I want you to think about like, where in your life are you good at something? And like, yes. it doesn't matter what it is, right? Yep. Like, yep. what the heck are you good at? <laughs> well, when you asked me to be on your podcast, I was like, I'm not the expert at anything, but I am good at this one thing. <laughs> and that's exactly why I, you know, I, we need people to come in and share their real life stories with us. I think right. that's what's cool about being able to connect like globally through, you know, media and different things like that is like, we can learn from people all over, around the world of different ways that they're good at Absolutely. something. And it doesn't Absolutely. mean that they have to be the expert in it. It doesn't, but dang, I'm good at this. Like I'm good yes. at this area and that's, <laughs> that's awesome. So um, I just, I would, I would love to hear if you have a tip for a mom that is struggling with her kitchen that is, and doesn't know where to start with her children <laughs> of like, how do I get these children involved? Like they've never done the dishes before they, you know, they've rarely had to clean things off because I always just do it right. And maybe they're in that transition period of, of ages, or maybe they've just done it for a long time. Right. What advice would you give to that mom? That's like, okay, maybe I can get more help in my kitchen. Okay. I have an idea, but you might not like it. <laughs> My advice is if it's overwhelming to you, it's absolutely overwhelming to them. Mm. So that to me, that means that consider the idea that you have too many dishes or yeah. too many, whatever it is in your house. If you can't handle it, how can we expect them to handle it? So Take half your dishes, I mean, clean them first, obviously, half of them, put them in a box and stick up in, in some or stick them in some closet somewhere and just leave them there and see what happens. And if that means that that's easier for you to get the dishes done with your kid next to you, because look, we only have this many dishes and um, they're gone. So let's wash them. You know? yeah. So um, and then the next thing is what what are you already doing that you can pull them in? and make it somehow enjoyable to do together. So one, if it's too overwhelming, figure out a way to make it less overwhelming and to pull them in with what you're already doing. You don't need to come up with some chore chart. You don't have to make some wheel of spinning monthly thing. What are you already doing that you can teach them how to do and then eventually pass on to them to let them take responsibility for it? Yeah, and I, I love that you said about making it enjoyable too. Yeah. Um, you know, and whether that's turning on music or 
honestly, the best thing with my kids is working side by side them. They absolutely Mm -hmm. love that. Or even like now at the point where they will start to clean their room and then I come in and literally help for 30 seconds to a minute. And then yep. I go back out again and it, they just, it's like that little lift that they need to take them out yes. of the overwhelm or, you know, yes. that feeling like it's a heavy thing. And then, you know, I, I continue putting the groceries away or doing whatever I'm doing. And then I come mm-hmm. back a little later and give them another 30 to seconds to a minute. And, um, yeah. So because I, go ahead, I am approaching like having a teenager he's 12, 12 and a half. And I would say if I hadn't started this as little kids, both of us have little kids. And so if, if I was starting with a 12 year old or a teenager or something like that, I would say you're smart. Like, you know how to do a lot of things. Is there something in this kitchen that you feel confident about doing and that being your job? Like, I don't want to tell you what to do. You're old enough to figure that out for yourself. Are you comfortable with like emptying the dishwasher or you know how to wipe down the counters every night or something like that? Let them choose it because they will surprise you how much they already know, I'm sure. Well, and when they take ownership in something too, like the choosing it, like they're so much more willing to do it than being told what to do. Absolutely. Huh. I don't know about you ladies, but I'm definitely going to go and try some of these things tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We're having soup and bread and salad for dinner. And guess who's going to clean up? All of us together. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Danielle, thank you so much for sharing um, your thoughts and um, what you are really good at as a mom. I really appreciate. Um, I I will also say um, that Danielle is really good at having fun. She's a really good friend and she is an amazing decorator. You should see her house. She took this whole house, gutted it. And it is absolutely beautiful. So Danielle, you have lots of things that you're good at, but thank you for sharing your, um, your kitchen routine with us, with your children and how we can involve them more in that. So Danielle, thank thank you for having me, Diana. I really appreciate uh, having the chance to reflect and think about something that I am good at. That's a definitely a positive lift for me. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And ladies, we'll see you next Tuesday on the Mom Training Podcast. Hey, Mama. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and letting me be a part of your day. If you'd like to see how I apply some things that we talk about, tips, some mom humor, or just to connect deeper, follow me on Instagram at Diana Ballard Live. If this episode or any episode was helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. It's literally the lifeblood for a podcaster, and it helps me so much. If you'd like to learn more about me or mom training and how we can help you implement more things you learn here on the Mom Training Podcast to make life flow smoother, to be more fulfilled, and create and protect what you love, head to dianaballard.com. There are free downloads, online programs, our mom training membership with our monthly workshops, and other resources to help you create the life you want. Thanks for tuning in. Know I'm always rooting for you and believing you. I am Diana Ballard, and this is the Mom Training Podcast.